My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. House, before we get going, you do need to know about an incredible Father's Day opportunity. Because let's face it, House... Not a lot of people enjoy Father's Day shopping. It's tricky. Dad's a little bit difficult. Uh, and maybe dad has a backpack. It's old. It's beat up. It's not cool. He maybe likes to go hiking. Or maybe he uses it for the office. He thinks he's cool. So why not surprise him with an OGO Summit laptop bag? Uh, of course, House and I both trust OGO for all of our fine bag needs. And you can celebrate, or maybe buy yourself, a new one right now. Go to ogeo.com and use the code shackhouse and pick yourself up a new summit backpack house you love your yeah OGO i have laptop bag it's my favorite backpack since you know since i was really wearing backpacks back in high school well there you go so you can get 40 percent off you probably don't need deal. it but everybody else can code shackhouse all caps 40 percent off the new summit backpack at ogeo.com that's awesome let's also give a quick shout out to our good friends at seat Geek. SeatGeek is the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events like the U.S. Open. Concerts and more, of course, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event. All you have to do is use promo code HOUSE. That's H-O-U-S-E for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app or go to right to SeatGeek.com. House, you have joined us in the media center here at beautiful Shinnecock Hills. Now, House, we've had a little pre-show chat, but I think I want to just reiterate for the people listening. <laughs> I have to work here all week, okay? Sure. And we're in a nice booth. Uh-huh. Remember, these are my peers. And They're my peers, too. I have a, I have a badge that says media that on it. in mind. That means I'm in the media. If you're feeling the need to yell out a big shack house. So what do you think of our U.S. Open Media Center? It's a... 
nice facility. Well, let me just warn you right now. I'm not tamping down my enthusiasm or exuberance this okay. week just because we're in a room full of um, folks who write words and speak words for a living. They, they enjoy the words. And they would enjoy my enthusiasm. That that's that's my take, and mm-hmm. I'm sticking with it. Well, it's a great big building with a lot of plugs <laughs> and tables and stuff. So great, and they, and I, you know what? I got a free water. The one thing about this shack that I'm disappointed by, my pass says gallery, media center, no media yeah. dining access for that's the right. house. That's right. Now who put who put the word in? On me. Who told them that uh, I was coming? The, the people who issued that, they knew what they were getting into. And, and Come they on. planned a court. We had Nathan's hot dogs today. And what? You, you would have had about nine you of them. You son of a gun. We have working writers You here. didn't tell me that. We have working writers covering U.S. Open. You and I worked very hard, though, in advance here to scout out, to really take in the native grasses of the region. and We did it. To donate uh, some chrome softs to the greater we did that uh, too. membership of uh, West Hampton and Sabonic golf club yeah uh, two phenomenal world-class golf courses and i got over here to shinnecock and i have to tell you we'll, we'll get into it a little bit but uh it's been already i'm really glad we got here early one because i love the golf we had beautiful weather it's a beautiful place to be and i'm already seeing the difference in shinnecock hills just from saturday to monday so right this is part of why none the other the listening public out there may be skeptical. House and Shack got here early on Saturday to try to kind of get the lay of the land, to take in what the <laughs> yes, weather's going to be about, to, to kind of give us a yeah. reasonable sense of how to anticipate and forecast the way the week's going to behave. And, of course, we filled our time with wonderful golf at wonderful clubs. The folks might not think that that was necessarily hazard duty. Yeah. But I will say it was a kind of it was a scientific mission as much as anything. We had two radically different um, design concepts, yeah. uh, different um, pieces of land, plots of land with different kind of wind conditions and turf conditions, and each beautiful and very special in its own unique regard. So, uh, you know, West Hampton, shout out to my boy Brad Robbins for hosting us over there. We got to play with former club president George Alvani, and we had a nice chat um, with the, the super there. Uh, yes, we did, who is doing an amazing job. That place is absolutely spectacular. It's an old Seth Rayner golf course. So much character. Such an easy, joyful walk, lay of the land type golf. Uh, but geometric, uh, funky feature. I mean, it's got some major quirk. It's got some nice homes along it, too. But well, the, the, the thing that struck me is there's a golf course where you everything's right in front of you. You see where you're aiming. You can pick your lines and everything. All of the intrigue for the course really comes in once you get to the green, like the, the, you know, the proper place. <laughs> Speak like, for yourself. <laughs> well, no, I just mean in terms of you can, you can visualize. You know. there, you, there was, yeah. it, it, was, it was so different in that regard from Sabonic, yeah. where lots of times you're teeing off from a place, you know, pick a point to the top of a hill yeah. or pick a point over to this corner. You can't see the green. You can't see the pin. You don't know ultimately where you're headed. And that sort of uh, that, that, that um, un- discomfort that that, uh, creates it's a different kind of, of a ch- golf challenge, but equally cool. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's uh, an incredible golf area. You have so many golf courses. I mean, you put West Hampton down anywhere in the world other than this neighborhood, and West Hampton is one of the always one of the two or three best courses in whatever city you put it in. But here. Chicago, there's a few places where it, it, it's probably not as uh, well-known because it's not super long, but it's, um, 
a man whose uh, touch was obviously a big part of National Golf Links, which is next door, literally next door to Shinnecock Hills. Our buddy Adam Rappaport was arguing with me there yesterday, insisting that was Shinnecock we were driving through. I said, no, <laughs> this is National. They're right next to each other. Uh, and then you have Southampton Golf Club, which is a, a rainer. Not a lot of, you know, uh, every man's public golf out here. Um, but uh, some amazing golf course. As, uh, and really none is more incredible than Shinnecock Hills, and you've gotten your first glimpse of the property. The scale of it, I think, is rather impressive so, um, yeah, compared so, to what, what uh, I think most people are used to or even what they'll see on television. It's a gigantic plot of land. And from our experiences Saturday and Sunday, um, the places that we played and kind of how you access them and, and the, um, the, just the sort of plot that they occupy, plus the, the, the weather of Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. um, was pretty different from, from today. I had uh, where I got dropped off far from the front gate here right, at, at Shinnecock. I had a long yeah. walk up and got to really sort of take in, you know, the expanse. Um, and it's just a it's just a huge ballpark. It's, yeah. it's uh, um, wide open. You, you, I don't, I'm not sure if I've seen a tree yet. I haven't been looking for any trees, but I'm yeah. not sure if I've seen a tree yet. And the um, first big impression is the undu- undulation, yeah. the levitation, the elevation um, from where the clubhouse sits kind of up at a high point, And then you go down on one. It's a down tee shot. And I, I walked in the length of one. I walked into the center and said, one's a birdie hole. I had it no is. idea. And it is. Yeah. It is. Especially today. Of course, it was downwind, kind and, of not the normal wind. And then you took me over to nine. Yeah. You have to go see nine immediately. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and so that that the wind today is into the tee box. Yeah. And and three professional players were sitting. It's a place what what yardage? 435, 440. 485. Oh, 485. Yeah. So these guys were sitting. These are professionals Tony with the driving now, yeah. driving at distance average of a you know a certain number. Yeah. They were hitting in at 230 yeah. is where we stood and Tony watched them hit in from. Yeah, 230. Hitting yeah. in. Yeah. Now they all had irons in their hands. <laughs> no, uh, one guy hit. Yeah, but one guy had a hybrid. You saw I don't know if you saw Putnam's footwork. Uh he put a little more into that than normal. And uh it was quite fun to see that because they don't hit long irons very often and cuz we weren't having to hit the shot, but and then they're they're basically trying to land a long iron on the fourth, I think it's about the fourth floor of an office building on that hole. Could well, be it, the fifth floor. It even. looks like the size of a small plate. You know how I like to eat. I go have the tapas or whatever. It was the green appears to be the size of one of these small plates. Now, I'm not a small plate fl- fan. I'm a big plate kind of guy. We know. Yeah. So I said to you, this thing looks to me like a par six. If you yeah. put me back there at that tee box, I would be so lucky to make six on this hole, especially yeah. with the way the wind is into our face. And it's all carryover native grass. I think I mean it's clearly the most extreme hole, but what makes the golf course house lovable for the players is that element you mentioned that it, visually, for the most part, every hole here looks really good as you stand there in front of it. There are a few blind shots. There are a few moments where um, it's awkward and makes them feel awkward. But I think that's why they love the place and why they get so testy when it's not set up right. But with this win, which we haven't seen, uh, it, it, it's a beast. I mean, it's it's a par 70, 74-45. A par 70. Uh, it's 449 yards longer than the last time they hosted the U.S. Open, a number you're going to hear a lot. 
Um, it underwent a restoration in in 2012, and it was it was a combination of things. What I what I struck me this is the first time I've been out on it. I've seen it from national during the Walker Cup, but the uh, the greens house they've got a lot of green peeling off. <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of balls rolling off of greens. And uh, when you say peeling off, that means that kind of shaved surface that feeds yeah, you yeah, right well, back yeah. down. Yeah, the green the green kind of tips tilt. over uh, over an edge and yeah. down a slope, and it's going to be. Absolutely wicked, I I believe. Um, well, if this breeze is, and and the expectation is there will be a breeze for the balance of the week. There will. I did bring a forecast for our our show, and and uh, now everybody here cautions you to to not get too obsessed with it. But but the forecast has been pretty um, careful to not really show a whole lot of wind. Uh, but I'm looking. You know, we're going to get a few days. Thursday, we've got a chance of some nice breeze. But all it, all you want is just a nice, stiff breeze here. You know, we don't need the silly stuff. But that is enough to make it incredible. And the routing here is such that, you know, you hear that word a lot. But the course is routed in a beautiful way that no matter what the wind does, you're probably going to get a good balance of shots and shot shapes and things so even though one day may be extreme seemingly uh i think it it slightly reduces the luck of the draw element i think you still have to factor that in when you look at who might win and and there may be a couple of uh maybe one afternoon's worse than the other i um but so that's something though that they all say here you know the weather is very difficult to predict the good news is we don't really have significant rain of any kind in the forecast and maybe a little wednesday night which um i would have said saturday oh that's not good because it'll take a little of the fire um out of the course and the course is too soft right now well the difference between saturday when i walked out here yes Already to today with today's nice bright skies. Yeah, and big li- sun. it looks to me like the John Jennings and his staff took the cut. You know, maybe a touch uh, down. Yeah, we were out on the fairway, and this place drains ridiculously well. And so that's why what happened in two thousand four, which we're uh, recapping in a feature on Golf Channel, and I when's that going to run? Uh, I think it's moving to Wednesday night. All now right. From I'll, I think I'll it was it was Wednesday Tuesday night. night. Now it's Wednesday. It's nine minutes long. I did the voiceover for it today, and it's nice. It's a tough look at things, but it's a good reminder of what happened. How Phil got screwed, um, and uh, how quickly it got away from them. So if somebody's if you're watching and you say, "Well, the place doesn't look that fiery," just remember this place drains unbelievably well, and and it can turn quickly. So they're taking a cautious approach, House, because. I think the USGA has a lot on the line this week. They have a lot of detractors and a, a lot of people who say, if you screw up this great golf course again, you just don't deserve to be setting up courses. Oh, wow. Well, I, that's, I, that's a view of a lot of people, not okay. everyone. But. I don't know about deserve or not deserve. They're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the yeah. sense that yeah, nobody in, else is going to take over. the championship. So, yeah. Uh, well, but, but for their sake and for our sakes, I'm rooting for. Um, that that perfect sort of balance. One thing I was struck by also, just in terms of the lay of the land, it felt like there you can get some pretty like reasonable lies. Like you're not gonna, it's not um, no. Augusta in the sense that like you're gonna be constantly tilted one direction or other. Now that's just this side of the property. I haven't been to the back. Yeah. I'm a, so I'm asking you whether yeah. or not that's accurate. That's why I wanted you to see nine. Nine and ten are the most extreme holes. But I would also say you you are going to get a lot of holes where you you don't have a perfectly level lie. Yeah. So it it's it, again it's like everything here. Everything here is so balanced, and it's just a balance of everything. So you feel like 
it should, if the setup doesn't intervene, reward somebody who's good at everything. Um, and that's why we, we, we obviously like certain people. But no, there's some very extreme stances and, and lies you can get on certain holes. And then there are other holes that are very gentle and benign and pretty straightforward. Yeah, okay. All right. Before we uh, continue, uh, there is, of course, the great suspense this week, House. I know you're dying to know if our friends at Callaway and their amazing Odyssey putters are going to win the putter count again. You know, they won every major this year. And uh, we played with a fine young lad yesterday, uh, Cole, who was, uh, I guess he did it for us. He brought the XO putter out. So it was my first chance to see somebody use one live it on the golf course. It was a beautiful seven, Cole Vesticchio with the seven. And it was short. You know, I like the short putter. I can't take the short. Yeah, I know, you I know. You, 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 right with you cringed. But that beautiful, beautiful design, the multiple materials, the concentrated weight uh, for the incredibly high uh, MOI. I mean, it just, it was, I mean, he got did, the white hot field. It was, he did put the best of all of us, but he also plays college golf. So yeah. There's, and there's those greens at Sabonic uh, are very difficult for sure. So anyway, they are out in stores now. Finally, if nice. you want to get dad a, a cool putter, get him one of those. Maybe he has to uh, exchange it for a different length or whatever his little thing is, but it's a great putter. It's a great looking gift. It, it exceeded my hope in the way it appeared visually on those uh, incredible greens at Sabonic. Yeah. Quick word from our friends at Helix Sleep as well. Shaq, there's nobody on the planet like you, so why would you buy a mattress built for everyone else? Helix Sleep, working with the world's leading sleep experts, have developed a mattress that's customized to your specific height, weight, and sleep preferences so you can have the best sleep of your life at an unbeatable price. Here's how it works. Get yourself to helixsleep.com. Fill out their two-minute sleep quiz. That's about the the entire duration of my attention span. So two-minute sleep quiz is perfect for me. They will design your custom mattress. They can even customize a side for you and a side for your partner. I need that because I have a a wife. I have a seven-year-old. I have two dogs. I wonder if they can give me five customized sides on that on the, on the bed. In any event, 2018 Helix Sleep has taken customized sleep to the next level with the oh the Helix pillow, all new pillows, fully adjustable, an adjustable pillow, dude. I'm into this, so you can achieve perfect comfort regardless of sleep position or body type. Helix Sleep has thousands of five-star reviews, and you can get yourself 100 nights to try out a Helix mattress for free. Get yourself to helixsleep.com slash right now, and you will get up to $125 off your mattress order. That's helixsleep.com slash shackhouse for up to $125 <laughs> toward your mattress order. Helixsleep.com slash shackhouse. All right, Hal, so what do you want to do here? What do you want to talk about? It's Monday. Yeah. And so we're still in the early stages. This is very common of the shackhouse, Shack, right. where we're still in a, in a what I would call a formulating mode. We are cogitating on hmm. formulating on the players that we expect to do well, we it's have good for yourself. We, we have ideas. Well, I'm you know I'm not going to make a final call yet. I know, I'm going to give out you know a, a, lot, a bunch of my feels, but it, you, we still have another 48 hours of stories to emerge. We do of players to come and speak. I I need to see with my own two eyes. Sure, Phil was here in the media yeah, so, center well, uh, we 45 well minutes him. ago. I live. I I I I, <laughs> I just use the word live. Not only do I like his attitude, I love his attitude. 
I live. I like live. Yeah. I like love it. You're, you're live. You're live under well, par. He, he keeps walking into places and saying, "This is the best setup I've nah, seen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's fine. But that's an indi- in- indicative of his attitude. And I need Phil not going around saying, "I can't believe the hay is like this." I can't believe that the uh, you know we're we're last year at Aaron Hills we had players on Monday agitating about the conditions of the course where the fescue was and we saw mowers on tuesday shack yeah you're the right. mowers were out well i haven't heard any of that kind of negative talk and any goddamn i see a guy talking about oh, i don't this feels unfair to me or i don't know the way to look he's off my list and eh, eh, crossed off okay i like where phil's at i like where his head's at so uh that's just one name but this is in terms of you know building the book of information to be ready on Wednesday to pull the trigger on right. some delicious action. That's where the time's going to come. I'll put it out on the Twitter. I just said a name. What, what what kind of names are you thinking about this early formulation stage? Well, obviously, I'm I'm rooting for Phil uh, in the sense that I feel like he was robbed last time here, uh, and uh, it would be an amazing story. Six-time runner-up in his uh, 27th U.S. Open and all that good stuff. Uh, it was interesting when he came in there in the press center. He said all the right things. <laughs> and then finally there at the end, one of the questions got him rolling on on the setup last time. And he still has some uh, anger issues from that, as he should, by the way. It's a proper grievance. He should. And I'm sure he went back and looked at his notes and things. Well, actually, he did. I asked him about that, and that was uh, kind of a fun answer. He, 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 you're going to want to read the transcript on that. He mentions how he actually notes uh, percentages on uh, to go or not to go on certain shots and certain pins, which I have never heard him mention that. I'm, I'm really curious about that. What do you mean that. by percentages? He apparently puts down a number to certain hole locations, either legitimate or his own estimate, or a combination of actual stats from previous tournaments or his own number that kind of gives him a, a number on a whole location on whether it's a, a green light special kind of thing. So, so it, 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 that also presupposes he has a sense of where he's going to be drive-wise. So like some, well, assuming, yes, he's yeah. in the fairway. Yeah. Uh, so. Not just in the fairway, but also on a po- one side or the other of the fairway, right? That's perhaps, fact, perhaps. Although, it. yeah, now these are wider than they were last time. Um, they're, they're, that's been a big topic of discussion with a lot of the players and caddies. They're 41.6 yards in width. Um, they were in 2004, 26.6. So they oh, have room to firm a, this thing up. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people Why? feel like the USGA has, has, uh, changed their philosophy too much. They want the old US Open back of, Guys, uh, just laying up down the middle and and trying to not screw up. And who, who likes think that they, kind of golf? Uh, I, I a lot of an, an old school mentality. And I well, think there, the right there has been some revisionist history. The people who are longing for that now that they forget how boring that could be. How often that uh, rewarded a fluke winner. Um, and how it's just not, it's a certain skill to hit it very straight, but there are also skills in deciding whether to go for something or not. There are skills in um, sometimes taking an aggressive play, a risk, and, and getting a reward. So the idea that they've completely sold out the U.S. Open, I struggle with. I understand a few of those uh, positions. And Phil got into that a little bit in his thing. But no, you're right. His mood was overall good. Yeah, I, we're just paying the price 
for the USGA innovating. This is the way I think about it, in the sense that they tried two new venues in the last yes. four opens, yeah. and trying new venues means they are exposing themselves to yeah. the, to variables that are that are always um, uncontrollable the first time you try a venue. So Chambers Bay Greens and how low guys went at Aaron Hills, those are like not controllable variables the first time you're at a venue. And I would throw in there the style of architecture. Sure. It was not old school USGA Inland Golf Course. They were both uh, kind of faux or imitation link style golf, and uh, but built in a like over-the-top kind of uh, bold way that just didn't sit well with a lot of people. Um, so anyway, our friend uh, Tiger Woods oh, is here. Yeah, and uh, he, you know, I just found out a, a couple of interesting things about him. He, when he visited here early in the week before the Memorial House, he didn't putt. He didn't putt because uh, uh. the greens were up at a pace where he felt like uh, that that He'd would be not be beneficial to him to putt on these greens. He didn't want to, to go practice putting. At the speeds at which the greens were at two weeks ago. Correct. Because he thought he didn't want any of that bad information going into his head. Correct. It's just not reflective of Yeah, the, the brakes will just be different. When they go when they pick up a foot in oh. speed on the stint meter, yeah. the difference in the way putts go is just is incredible. Jordan Spieth, I heard, did not putt in his practice round today either. I don't know if today? that's today? Yeah. I don't know if that's well, he's he on the putting green now. How how different does he think the speed's gonna be between today and I I thought that was well, I wonder if that's speaking to his uh, something else going on with just the the kind of uh, yeah. I almost wonder if he's saying to himself, "I'm I've over obsessed about putting, and and maybe I need to let it go a little bit and and just focus on getting to know the golf course." But I, I you just mentioned two guys that have you know quite publicly and prolifically sucked at putting in, the, in recent and two of the greatest putters in the history of the game. By the way, Jordan Spieth so far has shown himself to be statistically one of the greatest putters. It's an incredible oddity we've ever seen this moment. Yeah, where those it is two, weird. these two great major winners. Yeah, like who would and, under other circumstances we would just be going crazy as the potential winners of this yeah. tournament because of the putting woes. Yeah, that are so out of character. Yeah, and so unexpected. And especially yet, as they both hit the ball great. Yeah, yeah. By their Right, their ball striking uh, metrics are, yeah. are outstanding. So uh, it's it for Tiger. I think that he is somebody who should love the golf course. He's got a kind of a weird history. You know, he injured his wrist and in, in the as an amateur in 1995. He uh, didn't play all that great in 2004. Although I don't know if anybody did. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Yeah, between those two guys. Tiger, Jordan, who you got? Definitely Tiger. Definitely Tiger. Oh, you, you didn't even let me get it out. It Definitely Tiger. Finish. Oh, of course. I mean, speed. What speed? Tiger just had a bad week at Memorial on the greens, which is weird because he knows the place. Right. But he's putted really well this year for the most part until this recent run. Whereas Jordan, I feel like the thing that's going on with him is much more severe, and uh, it's not the yips, but he's. He just kills some of these short putts. It's just something else he's he's trying to work through and 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 probably tried a little too hard, which is well, natural. So I definitely Tiger. How I, do we account for? Maybe this doesn't have an answer, but we were so suspicious of his putting form as we approached Augusta, and he came out on Sunday and blistered the joint. But what did we say? That place has a funny way of 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 making players who know those greens and love that place flip a switch 
and find something. And this is different. I don't you know. Do I don't here. know how much experience Jordan has here. Yeah, right. We're watching him right now as we speak. He's grinding out on the range. Cameron McCormick's showing him something on the iPad, and so he's working at it. I mean, there's no question. The man works very hard, and um, but yeah, it's a spirited conversation there, isn't that? Anyway, um, let's get to some other thoughts about. Uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to? kick around regarding this event and i mean this is such an amazing i i I, you know i don't want to lose the opportunity here that we have to uh, really appreciate how special this place is i mean the stanford wide clubhouse we won't go into the story about how he was murdered that was that's kind of a bleak one (laughs) original architect of madison square garden by the way house did you know that i had no idea but this is you know what what that what you're telling there uh, and uh, this is, uh, I'm glad that we were, we're sort of back to properly setting the context for this. Yeah, because this a, is a, a very special argument, place to be and, uh, excited the about. The Fried Egg guys have, have done a good job with this. There's a good argument to be made that this is America's greatest venue for championship golf. There uh, is an argument. I would put Pebble Beach ahead of it sure, myself. Sure. But this, um, the history of this place, the first incorporated club, yeah, the first yeah. clubhouse ever built. Yeah. I mean, really... This is America's home of golf, right? It, 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 the National Golf Links next door and yeah, yeah, this. Sure. Um, but yes, I think that it, it was an amazing thing when they brought the U.S. Open back here when Frank Hannigan was part of the group that did that in 1986. So that is certainly something that we maybe even lose sight of, how bold that was to do that and figure out a way to build a bridge over the the railroad tracks so that people could and over the, uh, the highway uh, so that people could get here and enjoy this amazing place and then obviously for the club to offer up this amazing venue especially given how it ended last time it took a little longer than normal to return they're already set to return here in 2026 but it definitely took a little longer and i think they negotiated well based on the fact that the members were still playing golf on saturday yeah, <laughs> which is, were, i'm telling you Shaq, i saw members on sunday they were not professional golfers yeah, were, well i'm telling the you there are a lot of pro golfers wearing sunday. Shorts in the practice round, which kind of surprised me on <laughs> Sunday. Today, everybody's in pants. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it's kind of cool out. It's, there's a little little bite in the air. Is there um, anything to be made of the previous champion champions here in terms of characteristics? I I feel like the answer is no, but it's Goosen, Pavin, and Ray Floyd who've all won U.S. Opens here. And I, I can't – there's not a, a, a unifying thread among the three that, that sets me up for picking a guy. Short game. Short game. Okay. I mean, Goosen's short game wasn't as – you're talking about two legends around the greens, Corey Pavin and Ray Floyd, yep. two of the most imaginative, just consistently wicked at getting up and down with little shots. And I mean, Pavin was an artist, one of the last real shot-shaping and uh, artists and one of the last around the greens kind of funky field players. And Ray Floyd – arguably top three or four chippers of all time. Goosen had an unbelievable, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but some unbelievable putting numbers and and short game stats. He got up and down from some places that had people's heads uh, spinning. So I would say that that is the link between those three. Okay, Goosen in his prime uh, is is the superior ball striker in terms of just consistency, power but ray floyd never quite gets a due in terms of of uh his ball striking ability either well i, I, um, I can't so. i can't believe uh i'm sitting here listening to you um share this uh incredible observation and i'm processing it and i what the, the name that keeps coming to mind is is tiger woods 
And I came in here mm. very skeptical of Tiger Woods mm. this week. And and when you talk about that kind of wizardry and that and the only thing that we just we just went through it, the only thing holding him back is putting, but Wow. Yeah, well, his short game has been very good this year. Um, I, I'm going to be curious. So the thing that's changed, though, House, is they've got a lot of short grass areas around these greens. I mean, major difference between yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have seen at times, I don't subscribe to that he's uh, he gets yippy on short grass and all that. Not anymore. Um, has any of you watched him yeah, this year? Yeah, and I don't think that – I mean, he did briefly there and, and sorted it out. I uh, – I that to me is the only thing that scares me a little is if he he isn't excited. But he made some comments to me at Memorial implied that he's excited about that, that it's going to weed out some people, and we discussed that last week. But for it also screams Phil. Uh, it screams a uh, few people who have really good short games. I don't. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas doesn't get enough credit for his overall game. Yeah, that it, um, it's true. Ricky Fowler certainly probably doesn't. Uh, although chipping is, I believe, statistically kind of his his. Uh, by far his weakest area, but that's just stats. Uh, those two love this place. They've played some golf here. Rory McIlroy really loves the place. He's played. He also shot a sixty-five last summer. Several people came here and shot sixty-five, but they've all they've all done the old immediate knocking on wood. Right. Uh, it wasn't the U.S. Open setup, golf gods. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that. Yeah, I, which is a little sign of experience from the young lads. All <laughs> all making sure to throw that caveat out there because they know how the game works. And uh, so there are a lot of people who love the place and it fits the eye. Um, but we're also going to need some some love of uh, wind golf. Uh, one other thing before we do a little more, I want to give you a few names. But um, this is also the first two-hole playoff uh, in U.S. Open history. Should we have a playoff? No more Monday 18-hole. And you know I'm not particularly keen on this, not because of the decision to get rid of 18. I'm glad we're not doing that. Right. But I do feel it should be a three- or four-hole aggregate after – Years of lectures about the importance of 18 holes. And Dan Jenkins wrote a piece. And again, you, you, with a two-hole playoff, they're going to play the 17th and 18th. I hate the fact they're starting on a par three. It's another problem for me with this. I would have played one and 18. I would have rather had two par fours. If, those, if, those, if you were going to do two. Yeah, I just don't understand. If you have somebody who's sitting in the clubhouse for two hours, finishes early, shoots 65 on Sunday, and then they got to walk out and hit a four iron or a five iron, depending on the wind, on a long par three. One shot right there, as Phil showed, he double bogeyed that last time. It could could end the whole thing right out of the shoot. And I just feel like three holes, there's a good chance you can recover from one mistake um, and not be quite so so punished. But Dan Jenkins estimated, again, just going off the first two holes, which is not, of course, necessarily accurate, but 15 of the 33 playoffs would have had a different outcome had they been two-hole playoffs, including the great uh, 1913 Francis we met uh, would not have – he and Eddie Lowry would be forgotten. They would not have beaten Harry Well, Varden. they might already be forgotten. Uh, the great Al Espinosa would have taken down uh, Bobby Jones at Wingfoot, even though Bobby Jones over – they played 36 holes in-house, by oh. the way. Beat him by 23 in the playoff. But Jones <laughs> would have lost in a two-hole. And then Hogan's win at Marion, he would have lost to Lloyd Mangrum, who – was a great U.S. Open player, um, and Lloyd Rang- Mangrum would have had another U.S. Open. But the iconic high Peskin photo uh, would still be a great photo, but it's a better photo because he won the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it it's just something to keep an eye on if we get one. I'm I'm uh, I'm curious. Well, and, it, uh, it is a prop right now, plus three hundred for yes that we'll have a playoff. Yes, 
That's pretty. I mean, well, you know, I mean, look at the one. season we've had. You're win three. One. Uh, you know, yeah. we've had so many playoffs. It uh, it just it does seem inevitable. I kind of like it. I'm gonna. I, you're, you're talking you're, me into. I this. got you excited about that. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's plus a pretty good. It's good. I get a three three to one return on my investment. I like it. I like it. Um, so anyway, that's just something else to keep an eye on. And then of course the the underlying story is just the USGA and this sort of hostility towards them and and set up wise. And so they're working hard to try and remedy that. So that's going to be something if you feel like the golf course is sort of erring on the side of easy, um, I would I would factor that in. But everything I've seen out their house, there's nothing easy about this place. Some of these holes are just they're wicked, wicked tough. So uh, you, you promised to name some names. Yeah. So obviously the I believe everybody feels like based on his recent play I think it's obvious. You can tell me if it's not. But Justin Rose is is the favorite of this tournament because of uh, the fact he's won a U.S. Open. He's just playing so well in, in really every facet of the game. And I think he's a deserved favorite, and, and I have no problem with that. I know it doesn't excite you because he's— Well, uh, I'm, I'm a petty dick, as has been uh, documented before on this podcast. And I liked him quite a bit. For the Masters, I extolled his virtue— <laughs> <laughs> I took note of of the full calendar year's worth of outstanding golf performance. I mean, the metrics are really impressive. He has been on uh, a really incredible run. I just think that uh, having gone out and won the Colonial um, and kind of torching that place, you, yeah. you would think that there might be like a corollary because of the target kind of golf yeah, there. This but is I so much more golf course. Yeah, but he can I, handle that. He's a great long iron player. I'm um I'm out on him. Okay. I'm not going to he's go. not he's not making any of my list. All right. Now Dustin Johnson just had an amazing performance in Memphis. I don't know how you can leave him out of any if you're on any pool team. You just have to go with him. He's he's uh he he he's shown he can handle everything the USGA throws at them. It, and th- this is the incredible and thing. And he should with love him. this place. He showed up today for his first 18 ever at Shinnecock. He he said he'd never played it before. How about that? So that would be a thing that for any other mere mortal, now, I would hold against them. But for DJ, I think it works in his favor. And just to so we're, so we, it's fascinating because I did not, I was not aware of that fact. But let me give you a little factoid. I picked up uh, a couple of weeks ago. He was going to come up here and make a trip, and I heard he was discouraged for the same reason uh, on the, the green speed. Oh, and. Um, I think that's fascinating that that's how players are approaching things. So it's not a uh, a laziness thing. He 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 did choose to come here because he had got or not come here because he got certain kind of information. But I mean that was an amazing performance. There's there's just what else can you say? Just, yeah, just I mean, it reminded awesome. us of why he's been the number one you know player in the world for an extended stretch, notwithstanding yeah. you know the recent. Uh, uh, exchange of, of that title. So the the, play, the name I wanted to give you because uh, the, the, I know you're going to give us one. So that, so those, I've, we've done nothing but give obvious names, and I and I'm not ashamed to give you Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Justin Rose. I also would throw Jason Day in in the mix as close I, to I being like a Justin favorite. Day quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how can you not love the way he's played on tough courses, the way he's paced himself? But if you're looking for a, a name deep down the list, uh, I put him on my golf week. Uh, fantasy. We do a nice breakdown uh, at golfweek.com of uh, Brantley Romine puts together. Yep. Uh, all of our writers put together names. We do the low amateur. We do our sleepers. We do who we're kind of cooling off on. John Rom, even though he was T5 at Colonial, I, I kind of am a little 
chilly on him. Just uh, I'm, I'm not sure about Shinnecock and his temperament. I, maybe it's just because I'm remembering last year at Aaron Hills how how mad he got. I don't I don't ever like betting against or putting down John Rahm. He's too talented. But I have to put down one, and uh, that was one I picked. My uh, my DraftKings bargain for golf week was Sam Burns. Oh. Who shot 62 in the sectional qualifier. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, John Peterson, another LSU alum, uh, who was who who was a little bit hot that he got left off the Walker Cup team, came uh, to the U.S. Open, played beautifully, and contended for a long time. Sam Burns is uh, nothing against John Peterson. Sam oh. Burns is a much better golfer. He's an incredible talent. He should have been on last year's Walker Cup team. And uh, that 62 in the sectional has been talked about by a lot of people. He is a uh, $6,400 bargain on DraftKings, which means nothing to me. I know nothing well, about hey, that. But hey, let me tell, tell you something that will mean tell something, me something to you. He's 10 to 1 to top 20. So okay. if you take $100 and put it down, you might, and, yeah. and, and your boy Sam Burns finishes yeah. inside the top 20. That's a thousand yeah. delicious dollars in the pocket. <laughs> right now, early in the week, just based on what you hear from, from people behind the scenes who say you're looking for somebody who's playing really well, that's my name, Sam Burns. Okay. Um, well, I, I like that that you use that as the setup. What name are you hearing? And, wh- and like, what kind yep. of places are you hearing it? The name that ke- I keep hearing. And we can't mention who told us. No, and it's from a lot, but it's from disparate sources. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing it. And you know what's interesting? He's a listener. Long time listener. A fair, first time tipster. A fair number of um, the input I've received is from international sources. Reminding mm. international us, sources, I like that. I Very that. reminding us that 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 there are uh, non-U.S. Non- yes, American players that arrive here and play and, in this. Championship. And by the way, we are at a very year uh, lengthy venue. Yeah. I mean, it felt like a British Open out there today. The Open Championship. For those of you who are about to scold me, well, a guy who who's uh, you know played well at the Open Championship, uh, but also very well here at our national championship, Tommy. Fleetwood, yeah, available at forty to one mm. at the moment. Mm. I love those odds. Now there is our our good pal Justin Ray has uh, laid out a parameter for for us. You Justin know, you, Ray the Golf so Channel. The, the very Gotta follow him on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Um, the last seven U.S. Open champions were inside of the top thirty of the world ranking at the time they won. Tommy Fleetwood. Definitely, that's a pretty strong number. Yeah. That seven, that feels like a trend to me. That is a trend. So, uh, and we know having observed him earlier this year, yeah. he got hot uh, in the Middle East. Um, he's had a couple good tournaments. He had a very nice Sunday. Yeah. On the at the Masters, he was charging up the board. You know, he kind of like was just uh, messing around, scratch, scratch scrapping about uh, the first three rounds, and then reminded us all of really what I consider to be major championship chops yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and i i so that that's a name for you and that's an interesting stat by the way just again for some context for people thinking of this oh the usga's lost its way the point of a golf tournament house is to identify the best player and that's a very strong number the last seven years uh with sure all mike davis setups of identifying somebody you're not going to get a top 10 player every time but top 30 in the world U.S. Open has has produced some winners. House, I can tell you, had there been world rankings at the time, they would definitely not have been sniffing the top thirty in the yeah, world. Sure. So that's just something else to keep in mind. But I love that number. And then I think you couple that with the quality of this golf course. And I'm a believer that great architecture 
uh, brings out the best in, in top players. If the set, and I think that's what's so just kind of disheartening about last time was the architecture here. The conditioning was such that it should have produced. I should have produced the Phil Mickelson win, but nothing against Retief Goosen because he's a he was a fine player at the time and a fine U.S. Open style player. Um, but I I think that that is something we have to be aware of. Uh, this golf course should. Uh, uh, I hate the old cream rises to the top <laughs> cliche. Uh, so uh, I think that you will on Wednesday tweet out some picks. Obviously, I'll be doing coverage for Golf Channel. I'm, House, I'm going to be on the set for an hour and a half Tuesday and Wednesday. All right. So I know what I'm doing those, those nights. So we're going to pick up some intel there. But uh, we'll try to do a roundup of, of uh, who to watch and kind of some of the fun pairings, because that is what's so great about this event. We have so many qualifiers. We have so many amateurs this year. We have 20 amateurs house, and that's only because it would have been more. A couple of them turned pro. We have a lot of members from the last Walker Cup team. So this is an event where um, there's some some interesting young talent. There's some people. I mean, we could, uh, here in the media center, we could go on all day long. I mean, Shintaro Bon is this name I keep hearing, a UNLV golfer everybody's excited about. Uh House, his Twitter handle is, has shinny in it. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, wow. That's the, if okay. You're, if you're one of those people who goes to the track and bets horse names. That might be one of my. There's uh, a guy who's had his Twitter handle for a long time, pre-qualifying for the Open of Chicago. He Chinnacock might be in Hills. a make-the-cut bet for me. He's had a like little shinny one. in there. He's right. a. have heard he is a, an eccentric guy. He is a lot of fun, and he is a kind of a, a rising, late-blooming talent uh, from UNLV. So, Shintaro Bond, just somebody, just somebody. But yeah, there's I so like many it. stories here. We've got the U.S. Junior Champion for the first time ever playing, which is kind of wild to think that you're gonna we're gonna throw a 17 year old out there into this that golf course. I don't know. We yeah. watched the 14 year old uh, at the at Augusta National. We did. You know, nearly make the cut. Um, All right. So let's. I think we've got it. Wednesday, okay. I'll, I'll come out with a few selections okay. on the then, Twitter. And then I'll, where will we do reconvened? You're going to be playing a little member guest golf, but it's then you're going to see a event. little, yeah, your annual big event. Um, and then Thursday night we're going to talk. Um, and we will cover whatever's kind of gone on early in the week. Yeah. We will not cover this week, uh, although I would love, you know I would love to talk. Now, wh- why these things have to happen during the U.S. Open, I don't know. But the backstopping thing we've talked about forever finally exploded last weekend. Um we're not going to get that. We, we, we need to save that for another day. That's a very layered thing, by the way. And it's still it's fast developing as we speak. It's going to be um, hilarious The slow play funny. Masters was incredible. You as a numbers guy, I've posted on my blog uh, some European Tour numbers from that. Field stroke average dropped over a stroke with the guys playing fast. <clears throat> wow. Might be a little hint to the boys that taking all that time doesn't help their game. So we'll kick those around on a... Slower day. This is, though, about the U.S. Open, Shinnecock Hills, one of the greatest golf courses on the planet, one of the most historic clubs in the United States. Uh, Fox has the coverage. The Golf Channel is live from. Uh, all the great publications are here. It's going to be really a fun week, and the weather is going to cooperate, it appears. And well, the house it, is here. By the way, so food-wise, just quickly before we um, uh, thank our great friends at Callaway, uh, makers of the Chrome Soft with the Stars and Stripes, all that patriotism is flowing. If you want to get uh, Dad uh, Father's Day gift, they're limited time only. Better get out to Dick's or wherever you get your uh, Chrome Softs and make sure to tell Dad they've got the graphene. That's what's going to make the Father's Day gift great. House, food-wise, um, you are going to do um, some Anthony Bourdain coverage. You're going, I believe, with Anthony, Andy Greenwald. Yep. 
um, you have um, House of Carbs uh, in the can. We're working on it. I got okay. an interview coming oh. up with Pervez Shawani, uh, who's a Newsday writer, food okay. writer, um, who uh, specializes in Long Island cuisine. So for all the hungry homies out there and everybody coming into town to check out this U.S. Open, how about listening into the House of Carbs? Yeah. We'll have some insight for you, some intel. You are going to walk the grounds tomorrow and probably test out some food. I'm going to do both um, of those The USGA things. has worked hard the last few years to try to get some more uh, local stuff. Now, speaking of local, again, before we go, my colleague at Golf Week, David Dusek, I hear, gave you a hot tip on a lobster roll. I had a lobster roll at Sabonic yesterday that was arguably the finest I've ever eaten. Now, I'm from Santa Monica, so <laughs> that means we don't really know lobster rolls. And when we do them in California, we tend to uh, you know, throw in a little, little quinoa and some other nonsense. So uh, it was really masterful, though. As I told you, the, the bun was perfect. The, the cold, crisp celery with the fresh lobster. It was, I was a little disappointed you two didn't partake in that, but uh, I was that's jealous. I just, you know, at the beautiful Sabonic Golf Club. Yeah. I, I, it was a little too complicated for me uh, at that point of the, of the round, but okay. it looked marvelous. All right, House, but enough about food. Uh, that was probably the last great meal I'll have this week. Nothing against the USGA catering, but that was sensational. Uh, I will be here all week. Can't wait to, uh, to hear your thoughts on as you getting out on the grounds a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to encourage everybody, check out Jeff Shackelford's Instagram, at Jeff Shack, S-H-A-C. And I also, at House from D.C., will be throwing up photos and maybe a little bit of video of live from Shinnecock Hills. The 118th U.S. Open is ready for competition, and we here at the Shackers could not be any more excited about it. On the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.